0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys! Man, I'm so happy that you're with me tonight. How many of you know we are continuing our series? We are in awe and wonder. It's been an awesome time. How many of you know it's beginning to look a lot more like Christmas, right? We're getting ready. Hey, don't forget... Um, all the great things we have going on here at the church. I want to talk to you about one specific thing we're going to be doing this Saturday. I would love your participation. Um, It's going to be a great time for us. How many of you know we've been taking time to really evangelize, and don't forget your postcards. Your postcards are so important about a Christmas at Relevant. It's going to be awesome. This Saturday, all the details are going to be on the screen. This Saturday, we are going to be meeting in locations to hand out some more postcards so this way we could really saturate the community with the love of God for this Christmas so they could come be a part of our special Christmas service. So the details are up there. I know we're going to be meeting at the church and some surrounding locations so we can just go show the love of Christ for Christmas. Amen. How many of you know that's what the reason for the season is? We know this stuff, but I would really like you to take some time to make sure you've been passing out information about our Christmas service here. I promise you I am, like, excited about it. I'm over the top that we're winning people to the Lord. We're reaching out. So many testimonies of how people have been impacted by the cards and by our evangelism. Because how many you know, guys, if we don't evangelize the world, no one else will. No one else will. It's just not going to be. So thank you for helping me, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in these upcoming services. So stay connected to us while we continue to carry carry into this season, because I you know it gets busy, I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm so excited that we're gonna be able to do this together and have one special service uh, that Sunday, of course, we're gonna have the two services, 9 and 10, 30, but that special one service that weekend is gonna be powerful, amen? That whole weekend's gonna be awesome, so we're gonna see you here, it's gonna be great, amen? Well, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I want you to look at this, um, in Luke six thirty eight, how many are excited about giving, man? I, I read this in the Passion, Really bless me. It says, give generously and generous gifts will be given back to you. Isn't that cool? Shaken down to make room for more. And you know, I thought of that. You know, when he says, shaken down and running over, you know, and he says, shaken down and make room for more. You know, have you ever done that? Have you ever had something and you shake it so it kind of settles down? The other day we were doing a project at the house, you know, and I had this, I had this, um, I had this bag of material, and I was like, man, I was like, how am I gonna get all this? And what I did was I shook it. And the more I shook it, it just really compacted. And I caught that shaking down to rake room for more. You ever just do that with something like maybe you got like a a a, a Tupperware with something in it, and you shake it and it kind of settles down, it packs in. That's what Jesus is saying. He said, shake that thing and pack it down. I'm so f- pressed in with the blessing of God to make room for more. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Man, is that awesome. You think about that. So God's saying, look, at the level of your generosity Is the return measurement? It's gonna come back to you. You are prospering. Amen. Do not stop your um, verbal affirmations of blessing. Keep continually speaking about the blessings of God. Continue to speak uh, favor over your life, prosperity over your life, blessings over your life. And maybe take this scripture, maybe make a little um, index card, you know, or write it in your phone to have a reminder. You know, it's funny, I got this, um, uh, there's apps now. Like I have this app, I don't even know what it is, but you can find, you guys are more techie than me. But I have this constant permanent reminder uh, in my phone that reminds me of being present in moments and, and remembering things or a timer, you know. And I have this app that we were doing something and they said, hey, get out your phone, put this in here. And now it's on constant reminder. So literally, I will get a reminder about, being present in my environment. That's what it says to me. It says, are you full? My, my phone will literally ring, vibrate. I don't know what it does. It just notifies, a notification. And it says, hey, are, are in my, what it says to me is, hey, are you fully present in the moment? Because sometimes I could get so far out that I don't remind myself. So remind yourself, how, what, how cool would it be that for the next month, you get this next, cup maybe you do this into next year. And I'm getting so excited about next year. It's gonna be awesome, right? That you have this reminder to love somebody, maybe like when you hit it, you go, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about praying for my kids, I'm gonna think about praying for my family, I'm gonna think, so I had this reminder going, but how about this, what would Luke 638 look like if you meditated on that all year? Hey man, I'm gonna give generously, but generous gifts are gonna come back to me, shaking down, making room, but the measure of my generosity becomes the measurement of my return. What's your year going to look like if you keep meditating on that point? Boy, I'll tell you what it's going to be, is abundance. Four powerful ways to give. They're on the screen. You could text to give at 386-968-1103. It's right there, relevantfl.org slash giving. I've been really pushing that because this way we could stay connected with you, and we want to stay connected with you all through this next year coming up. Got a lot of stuff. We're getting ready for Transformation 2022. 21 days of fasting and praying. It's going to be the best year ever. I'm telling you, listen to me man. This thing's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be powerful. I I've got momentum already. I started getting no momentum in early uh, middle of November for like I got the whole I got these messages on download. Like we're going to bust into this realm of transformation of the soul. It's going to be awesome. Um, just really good month. So stay with me there. Um, don't forget there. And don't forget cash apps, dollar sign, relevant Val. It's all there. It's going to be a great time. Let's get ready to pray over your blessings. Let's pray over your seed and claim it. Don't forget, claim what you need. Bind the devil. And the only person trying to keep the blessings of God away from you is the enemy. That's the only person. Do not allow him to stop you from great success. Okay? So break the power of the enemy. Woo! I'm telling you right here over your prayer life and this prayer, when you pray, like, you know, meaning like over your finances and in every area of your life. So right now, let's pray. Father, I thank you for, the, for their increase. I thank you for the favor. I thank you for the blessing. I thank you for the uh, supernatural overflow to give generously, and then it's generously coming back. In Jesus' mighty name, over their life, we pray amen and amen. Praise the Lord in Jesus' name we pray amen. Praise God. You know, your, your prosperity is on God's mind, so it should be on your mind. It really should. You need to put a demand on it because faith attracts. Faith is, an attra- faith is like a magnet that attracts the blessing of God. Praise the Lord. So, you know, tonight we've been in the 25 gifts for Christmas. You know, I, I, I love it. It's been awesome on Sundays and I've been kind of talking to you about the Zoe life of God and dominion. And today I just had this, this urge from this morning to talk to you about there is no victory without a battle. You know, a Sundays ago, a couple sundays ago i kept talking about man peace you know so many people are looking for peace but peace is never really developed or discovered okay until you get in the storm and you got to realize that i've seen i've seen a lot of people who give into the pressure of life that came their way okay they don't they it's almost like It's kind of like almost not fair because people don't understand the rules of this thing. And what happens is they think, well, I must be doing something wrong. Very few people um, really work in the development of this. So twofold, it's going to be awesome. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate you sharing this because we're helping so many people. Thank you. From my heart to your heart, seriously, guys, I love our Relevant family. But thank you for sharing. We're getting ready to um, launch even more. I really want to be... Pushing more video, more TV. We're gonna we're gonna put that together. I'm gonna need your financial help. I'm gonna need your help to do this thing. I'm gonna need your prayers. I'm gonna need your service. I'm gonna need your your you know all the volunteers. We are gonna we are getting ready to just really expand everything in 2022 to go reach the lost man. We have to reach the lost. Time is critical, and uh, I'm gonna need your volunteer service. I'm gonna need all of you guys mounting up. So as we keep sharing this. We're building our, our, we're finding our tribe. You know, uh, I really like that. Like, we speak relevant. You know what I mean? We just got, we have a language, you know? And we need to let people know out there, like, you could be part of it. Come on in. Let's go. Let's just bring your gifts, bring your talents. You know what I mean? Bring your time. Come on in here. Let's do this thing so we can evangelize the world before it's time to get out of here. You know what I mean? So I don't know when it is. I'm, I'm not gonna prophesy anything like that. Come on, somebody, right? But I'm gonna keep you here. So I wanna to talk to you about, Um, these are seasons of battles may come, but we have to understand. So two things I want to talk about, right? You have to develop this, and then you get to experiment when the obstacles arise. So there's the development of victory. You have to develop a victory mindset. And then you have to demonstrate victory. Now, let me show you something here. People are going to say, how do I develop victory until the battle shows up? That's the key. You have to work on developing a victory mindset before the battles ever arise. Because the implementation of victory is when the trials and tests of life show up. It's too late to wait for the battle to develop the victory mindset. I want you to have a victory mindset so when the battle shows up, it's a breeze. Let me show you why. Now come back over here. Because this, he always causes me to triumph. He's wanting to develop and cultivate this. This is why you guys do what you do. You know what I'm saying? You come to church and learn these victory mindsets. You learn these victory overcoming facts. They're the truth. See what I'm saying? Okay, so uh, over the years... This is where I've seen countless numbers of people miss it. They don't know I'm supposed to be developing. So storms arise, circumstances arise, the fight of faith arise, the obstacle arise, and they think, man, my God, what am I doing wrong? And I talked about it a couple Sundays ago, and it really caught me in the atmosphere. I grabbed it. I said something, and I wasn't being hard on preaching and stuff, but I just said, man, sometimes we paint a picture Without not even knowing because the word is so good. Well, when does God really talk to feet? Never. So sometimes reading the word and only hearing, you know, one side of the story, you go, well, man, I guess if I'm going through obstacles or I'm going through mind dealing or I'm going, maybe I'm a broken Christian that is doing something wrong. And because I'm doing something wrong, this is why my life looks like it looks. Now, look, there's a little bit of truth to that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be living in sin and expect everything to go great. God can't bless a mess. Come on. You know what I mean? But a lot of times, it's not what we're doing wrong that brings the obstacles or, or the circumstances or brings the challenges. It's what you're doing right. And if we don't tell you that as preachers, you know, like, you, you can almost think like, well, I, I don't know. Everything looks like it's rosy for you. I look like I'm going through one challenge after another challenge after another challenge after another challenge. Am I doing something wrong? I'm here to settle once and for all. No, it's probably what you're doing right because here's what you gotta understand, okay? You gotta realize this. You must embrace this walk with God even when you have a lot of unknown questions and stay true to the word and, and stay stuck to the word of God. But we have to help you in this, is this, is that, there is no victory without a battle. Now, we never battle from a place of trying to achieve victory. We've already received victory, and now we've got to hold on to victory. Now, let that settle in. We received victory because of what Jesus did, and now when we're walking out, you've got to hang on. Basically, the struggles of life are not to achieve it, but to hang on to it, because victory is already are yours. Okay? Now this this is big. So in 2 Timothy 2, 3, and 4, we're gonna look at this. So write this down. Victory is rightfully yours. But remember this there is no victory without a battle. So that means you're gonna be you're gonna be battle tested to see how much you know you have victory. Man, is that a great way to look at it or what? Like, I got the championship belt. On me but the enemy is going to try to come and take it off me you're not trying to achieve victory i am victorious and now my challengers are arising to take my championship belt my trophy you know what i'm trying to say does that click so it's not like i'm going in the ring trying to win these fights to become the king you're already the king you're the king of kings they're trying to come and take your crown Don't let the obstacles... So stay in your place. So look what it says in 2 Timothy 2 and 3. Right? Okay? You therefore must endure what? Hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 4. No one, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that it may please him who who enlisted him as a soldier. Now, is the, did you did you get that? Is that kind of, so what's he saying? Don't get all caught up in all this goofiness because if you do, what do I mean by that? Now, 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 just pull that in. In 2 Timothy, I want to show you this too because I was looking at this. In 2 Timothy 2, 3, right? That's where we started. I like this, but I want you to look at this because I was kind of looking at this. Um, um. I like it in the passion. If you could go there, you know, I'm kind of changing the script a little bit on the fly. So, you know what I mean? I like it in the passion because I was looking at this before I came out here. Uh, And I'm gonna give give us some time to kind of get this there. You're gonna have to believe to make a difference in your life. You must embrace God's word and walk in victory like it's rightfully yours, okay? So to be able to do that, and you see it in the passion, it just reads a little better for me. Overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. Do you see that? He's saying, look, overcome evil as a victor as a victorious soldier. Now watch this. Verse 4. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. That's a powerful statement. What is he saying? Don't get distracted by this world stuff. Stay focused on the one that called you. So this is, see what I'm saying? So this this reads really good if you're catching me. Every soldier called to active duty. This is the Bible, guys. Are you getting this? Are you feeling the terminology? He's basically divorced. Why does he use the word like divorce? Because you know, divorce means we separate from ourselves from something. We divorce ourselves. Like people get divorced. They separate from something forever right, must divorce himself from the distractions of the world. So does not that what happens? You're not, you're not being careful and now all of a sudden you got battle after battle and you're thinking, what is going on? Go slow. Okay? Because this is big and I'm going to take you um, to 1 Corinthians 9.24. We're going to read it in the King James. Okay? Now I want you to see this because you got to get this. He explains it in the Bible. It's all sounds like It almost sounds like a lot of military terminology, battle, strategic, fighting, armor. What is he talking about? He's showing me and you that this is normal behavior in the Christian life, that you seem like you go through obstacle after obstacle after circumstance after circumstance. As long as you're in the world, you're going to have tribulation. But when you leave the world, you're going to have peace forever. So get ready for it because it's coming. And don't think you could avoid it by living some kind of life. Now this is the crazy part, right? We avoid it sometimes two ways. One, we we hide from everything, and two, we don't go for it in faith. Cuz we don't want another faith project. So, we hide from certain things, and then we avoid going forward in faith with a with with the, that you know that inside stuff like I'm going to go for a next level life. And then you think like, oh my God, if I go for that next level life, I'm going to have to press through some stuff. I'm so tired of fighting. Forget about it. No. Now look what it says here because it explains real clear. Do you not know that those who run in the race run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for this prize is temperate in all things. That's big. That's big. Did you get that? What's that mean? He's uh, Now, let me explain something to you about that because I I like that terminology. He basically, a temperate person in that way would be, uh, he's self-controlled. Does that make sense? So temperate means I'm self-controlled. So because I know I'm competing for this prize, I've become self-controlled in every area. Why? Because I understand I cannot get too far emotional and too much stuff. Uh, it, uh, it's, it, it almost reads like this. A different translation, and we're not going to go there. says, a true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, pras- practicing constant self-control in order to win a what? A crown. Does that make sense? So he knows, like, man, I got to be self-controlled or temperate in everything, Otherwise, I might miss where I'm going. They, but they understand this. Therefore, I run not uncertainly. Thus, I fight not as one who's beating the air. Now, what does that mean? He's like, I'm not throwing aimless shots, man. I'm calculating my. I'm not like throwing like roundhouses. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm whipping these. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm, you know, I'm throwing them where they need to throw. Not in a physical my mouth, my mind. You got to get spiritual. That's what he's saying. He's like, look, he said, but I discipline my body and bring it under subjection. Like a champion athlete, I subdue my body and get it under my control. What's that trying to show you? That sometimes when you get in these battles of life, your emotions and your body are squirreling, man, trying to get out of it But he said, I got to keep my body, uh, keep under. My spirit's got to be in control when we get in battles. That's what he's saying. I keep, what do you mean? Paul's talking, but I discipline my body like it's like somebody else. I bring it into subjection. What does he bring his body in subjection to if he is his body? His spirit. You see it? He's saying your spirit must bring your body into subjection. Otherwise, you'll get carnal in the midst of this pressure. So here we go. Ready? I'm going to give you five things, five little things here that kind of like hit us, okay? And then we're going to kind of come in and out of these things, okay? Number one, strike these down. How do we, how do we, or how will we, or how we should behave under pressure? Question. How should I behave under pressure? Because it's coming to everybody. Does that make sense? Like you ever ask yourself, the guys, how do I behave under pressure? How do I respond under pressure? How do I look under pressure? I don't care how you put it, just get it. How do I? How do I look under pressure? How do you look under pressure? Examine yourself. Self-examination is the key to God, to God not examining me. I go in and go, well, when pressure shows up, I'm going off the rail. I got to keep my body under. It. That's why First Corinthians nine is so strong. He said, Paul said, look, I'm running in a race. I'm trying to receive a crown. I'm pressing for greatness. I'm pushing for the prize. He said it in Philippians, right? He said, What? I not that I've attained, but I press for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He's saying, Look, man, it's a constant push, it's a constant press, it's a constant go for it, it's a constant achieve. It's it's never there's never a dull moment, man. It's always another level of up. And you only got so much time, so you can't sit on the bench and waste years. You don't want to waste days, let alone minutes. So I'm constantly seeking revelation. The apostle Paul has explained it in so many different ways. He said, God was giving me downloads from heaven. Remember when he said, man, I got a thorn in my flesh. You know what I'm saying? I just was in a meeting this last week, and a guy, he struggled, man. He struggled to communicate in a room full of people. And I've been there. And maybe you've never been, but I've been there, man. It's uh, all the eyes. Like I could speak to like, sometimes it was like, it was weird. Like I felt like um, I could speak to like 8,000 people in a big, big room. And then it was like when everybody's eyes were just focused in a small setting, you'd almost feel kind of weird. Like what are these people thinking? You know what I mean? Or, or, or vice versa. Like, I feel comfortable in certain environments, and then God threw me in these other environments. I didn't even want to speak in church. I was freaking out. You know what I mean? But this guy was really, really cool. He was in an environment, man. And he he was like, you could tell he was struggling hard. You know, everybody was very, you know, listen, guys, let me help you. If you can't show your weakness in this church, trust me, we're for you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, man, if you come up here and you, you bumbled and stumbled and don't worry about it, I mean, I'll be cheering you on. You know what I'm saying? This is our family, man. It's out there you got to watch because people ain't like that, you know? So if you got to let your hair down, that's why I tell people in, the, in, the, in, in my office, if they talk to me, where well, you're struggling, man. Don't ever be ashamed of where you struggle. Everybody's dealing with fear or, or a phobia or something or like, oh, my God, I don't want to public. I hated public speaking. Couldn't stand it. Like, did not want to do it. I was like, I'm the guy in class that was like, don't pick me to read, and I don't want to do this stuff, man. I was like, no, not me. I don't like it. I didn't like, I didn't like this, you know? And it's like, you know, you think, like, well, God gives you what you don't want to do. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Don't worry about all that. Just get the gist of what I'm saying. So this guy came to me after, and I said, hey, man, I just want to really encourage you. I just love the dude. I said, you're going to do great things. It's going to be great, man. He was really good, really proud of you. And he said, man, he goes, man, he goes, I got this thorn in my flesh like this thing, and I, and I kind of thought, and I was like, see, people think the thorn in the flesh was a was a weakness, you know what I mean? And I understand it, it's terminology, and I understand he knew what he was talking about, but I know what he was saying. But really, Paul's thorn in the flesh was from his great success. You better get what I just said. Because I, I, or you want to see, everybody's like, show it to me, Pastor Chris. I'm going to show you this. Now you got to understand this, because people have been preaching this kind of like into people's lives, and because of it, people think. Um, they think like, how do I say this? Um, they think like because it's a weakness. Whenever they have a weakness, they go, "Oh, you know that—that's a thorn. That's like the thorn in the flesh kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That's the thorn that Paul was talking about." But let me give you an understanding of this um, in Second Corinthians twelve. I want you to look at this. And uh, we're gonna. I think it's like twelve. I don't know. somewhere around 6 7. Let's let me look. Let me go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Um, let's let's just look at this, okay? Um, let's look at 12 and 1 just real quick. I want to show you this cuz weaknesses are not why the enemy is hitting your life. It's your strengths. Now, this is a really good sermon. You really need to share this. You can help, we could help the world with this one, right? This is why we got to go all over the world. This is why we got to get on TV today. This is what, I'm serious. We're going to help people. And I'm going to like, I'm, gonna, I'm really telling you guys, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about this because I just want to help people. And we could help a lot of people. So just hear me. You know what I mean? I'm even going to, if I got to style it different or package it different, I don't care about that. I mean, we're still, we're not, we're not, we're never going to compromise it, the word but I want to help people see the truth of Jesus so they'll serve him and come be with him because I don't want them to be away thinking there's something wrong with them. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 12, 1. King James is great, okay? Now watch what the apostle says. So what are we learning, guys? We're learning that the thorn is not the weakness. The thorn came because of the strength. Does everybody see that? You see what I'm saying? Angel is not in her head because she's the only person around. But you see what I'm saying? I'm talking to you guys on the screen, but it's good. I like it. It's good feedback, but you get what we're saying? Like, what does everyone say? Oh, it's a weakness. Like the guy was saying, that's my thorn. It's my weakness. The thorn didn't show up because Paul was weak. The thorn showed up because Paul was getting revelation and getting strong. See, so that's when the enemy wakes up to you. You're never on the enemy's radar until you start getting strong. (laughs) How's it look now? How's the battles look now, right? Oh, now I know why that joker's showing up. I'm starting to learn something. Come on. Now I know why that joker's showing up because I got some word in me. Now I know why that joker's opposing me and pressing me. I got prayers out. Now I know why the enemy's trying to press me. me. I'm believing for that kid's salvation. Now I know why that enemy, because I'm believing this marriage can turn around. I know, now I know. Oh, now I know. I'm believing for financial prosperity. I now I'm believing for bodily healing. Now I'm believing. Look what he said. We might not even get to the five point. This is really good. You need to hear this. I got all month. Just chill. Now look what he says in verse one. The apostle Paul had a vision of God. He says, it is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. He said, I don't want to lift myself up. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. See what he's talking about? Now he explains one of those visions. I knew a guy got caught up in heaven. He's talking about himself. He said, I can't even tell you what I saw. Listen, I knew a man in Christ 14 years ago. I don't know if the dude was in the body or out of the body. He's explaining a personal experience. I don't know if I was in the body. He talks third party, but he's talking about a revelation. He says, whether in the body, I don't know. But I had a vision, I can't tell. God knows and only God knows. He was caught up to the third heaven. This joker went to heaven, man. He had open vision. In the body, he says it again. In the body, out of body, I don't know, but I know what I've seen. He was caught up in the paradise. Heard unspeakable words, which... Is not lawful for a man to speak. He said, I heard heaven. I seen heaven. I heard heaven. Heaven spoke to me. Of such a one will I glory, yet not of myself, I will not glory. He's saying, Look, he said, I will glory. He's so separated from taking taking anything from the experience. He talks talking about separating himself, separating himself. He's like saying, He's like, he could have been like, dude, I went to heaven. I talked to God. I know what's going on. I had an open vision. This is awesome. Look at me. He's saying, no, I don't know what happened. I was in the body, out of the body. I don't know, but I got a revelation of God, and that's why I'm running as hard as I'm running in the earth because i seen something. It's like me and you see it in the Word, and we go, I could change my life. He heard it and saw it with his eyes because they didn't have the Bible. He was writing the Bible. We get the Bible and go, oh, my God, it's the Bible. I I could have sanity in my head. Where do I sign up? I don't have to think these crazy thoughts no more. Praise God! Where is it? I don't have to. I don't have to fight with my spouse. I don't have to fight with my kid. I don't have to think I'm a I'm a loser. I could be a winner. I can have all this great. Oh my God! Where do I get? We read it. I can have victory. I can have confidence. I can have health, hope, healing, salvation. I can have it all. He saw it and heard it. We read it and understand it. Now watch how he slips here comes into it i'm not glorying but i'll glory in my weakness verse five you see it he said i'm not glorying but i'll glory in my weakness now watch this verse six for though i now he gets in it now he's kind of telling himself a little bit but not he said though i would desire to glory that would make me a fool I'm not going to think myself above the measure that which seemed to be me or that he heareth in me. See it? You see it? Now, watch what he says in verse 7. And just in case I should get exalted through the abundance of revelations, there was a thorn in my flesh. What was the thorn in the flesh, Paul? It was a messenger from Satan to buffet me that I should not be exalted above measure. For this thing I sought the Lord three, three times to get rid of it, but God said my grace is sufficient because I'd rather you be perfect in my weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will glory in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches and necessities and persecutions and in distress for Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. So here's what He says, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, I was in the place of revelation, and here's what the enemy did. Because God, we know God didn't do this. He said, he was watching me grow, so here came an enemy from Satan to try to stop me. Here came the blow. Buffet means blow after blow after blow after blow after blow to stop me from going where? From stopping me from going to the next level of what God had for me. Now, now watch this. Go to the passion. Let's read six and seven. It reads clearer. That's why I like it. Now, when I read this to you, you're going to see it, and then we're going to talk about it. Pressure, pressure's coming to everybody. Okay? Now, watch this. You got six? Beautiful. However, if we were to boast it wouldn't be ridiculous at all i'd be speaking the truth you see it now look he's not bragging he's saying if i just told you what i saw and what i'm experiencing it'd be you would be bragging too he's talking about the revelation look it gets clear i'd be speaking the truth yet i'm going to refrain from that why are you not, why are you going to refer, I'm going to stay say, because I don't want people thinking higher of me than what I already demonstrated in my life's and teachings. He's keeping his character clean. Now watch seven. The extraordinary level of revelation I received is no reason for anyone to exalt me. You see that? Where do you get revelation when the light comes on from the word of God? Where are you guys getting Revelation. Think about what I'm saying here, guys. You were, you were bound in drugs. You came in church. You heard you could be free. And whom set free is free indeed? What'd you do? You had hope you could change your life. You were messed up mentally. You came in here. He said he gave you a sound mind. You got revelation. Revelation is when the dark things of the earth are revealed because light has now exposed it. And now you see a way out. You getting it? Is it making sense? I don't have to be broke no more. I don't have to be money, financially pressured no more. He wants to make me prosper. Revelation. I don't have to be sick no more. He took his sickness and put it on me and him on the cross, and now it doesn't have to be on me no more. Come on, somebody. You see it? Revelation from the word of God is constantly exposed to me and you as we walk through life. This is big, man. I received the extraordinary levels of revelation. I'm not exalting myself, for this is why a thorn in my flesh was given to me. What was the thorn? It wasn't sick. It wasn't weak. It wasn't infirmity like like this. He said this. He said, the adversary's messenger sent to harass me. And keep me from becoming arrogant. Now, I think that's where it twists, twings off because it's got a little bit of religious fair. What do you mean he was going to become arrogant? So the devil sent, no. What it was was this. He wasn't going to exalt himself. But here's what he said. Satan sent a messenger to buffet me. What's that mean? To harass me, to stop me from getting continual revelation from God. That's what he does. And you're not going to, let me explain something to you. You're not going to become arrogant when you see this battle you got to fight to get there. You're going to become humble because you're going to know it's not you. Because once the grace kicks in, I pleaded with God to relieve me, but he said grace is sufficient. See what I'm saying? So what happens is he knew his confidence wasn't in himself from the beginning, and God made sure he knew his confidence to the end was never in himself. But God wasn't worried. Satan came to do what? Stop him from revelation knowledge. You see this? He's saying, if I can hit you hard enough, you'll stop dreaming in God. If I can knock the wind out of him hard enough, he'll stop pressing. If I can smack him around a little bit, he'll stop pressing for the prize. The Apostle Paul made a decision. I don't care. whether What he say? I've been abound. He said, I abound and he said, I'm going after God. He said, I was weak, and I'm going after God. I've been on the mountaintop, I'm going after God. I've been broke, I've been shipwrecked, I've been beaten, I was dead, and I came back from life. I'm Nothing's gonna stop me from going after God. We all have to understand, pressure is coming to us all. Pressure is coming to us all. Look what it says in James 1-2. Write this down. Pressure is coming to us all. All oh, it's coming, God. You can't avoid pressure. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been what? Approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Come on, right? Woo! Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Are you enduring temptation? Look at this one. Look at this one. 1 Peter 1.7. 1 Peter 1 and 7, and then we're going to go to 1 Peter 4 and 12. Just write them down. Oh, my God, right? I got some different translations in here, but you can read it up there, right? That the, gen- the, the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Right? That the genuineness of your faith being what? Much more. Come on, somebody. Somebody said hallelujah. Come on. First Peter. Just look these down. Just write them down. Right? That the trial of your faith. It says in the what? The King James. that You can pop it back up if you want the King James. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth Though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and the glory and the period, the trial of your faith. I didn't know my faith was on trial. Can your faith, can your faith, your faith's gonna go on trial? What happens when somebody goes on trial? They get, they get, they get tried whether they are what? What do they do? What happens, what happens when he goes on trial? Are you guilty? Or are you innocent? Right? The trial of your faith is: Are are are, are, you, are you is it truth or is it a lie? Let's see what you got. The trial of my faith. The one translation I have is that the genuineness of your faith. Woo! The trial of my faith. How about this one? 1 Peter four and twelve. Come on, somebody! First Peter four and twelve. Hallelujah. Man, I've been loving it. Beloved, don't think, do not think, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as those some strange thing happen to you. Ain't that good? Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Why you got that fiery trial? It's trying you. Well, God, I'm doing something wrong. No, he said when faith shows up, trials are coming. When faith shows up, fiery trials are here. Prove it. Okay. But rejoice. Why? Because you are a partaker of Christ's suffering that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Woo! Why is that? Because you got to understand this. Oh, got to get here. Okay, write this down. I'm going to give you just a couple of key spots. A couple of key spots to handle this pressure. Okay? Okay. And write these down. As, you can use them as subtopics A, B, C, whatever. Before you get into some of these principles, I'm going to give you a few simple steps to take, to understand your enemy and overcome the sin and win your battle. Because that's where, that's where it came from. Okay? Number A or B or however you want to do this, right? Just write it down. You must understand your enemy. Write them down. See, now we're starting to learn that this enemy that we have, this adversary, is coming when we get close to faith. So, almost like this, man, we got a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Oh, here comes a challenge. You're probably closer to faith than you think. You know what I'm saying? You know like those metal detectors? I like watching those shows sometimes, right? i like to get one of those things and goof around one day, it'd be kind of fun. Right? Beep, 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 you know, beep, 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 beep. Right? These things are like boop 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 boop. You ain't near nothing. They're like Nothing going on. Here's you. Your little metal detector. And it's like beep. Beep 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 beep. That's you. Here comes trial. You close to faith. Next time a trial shows up, get excited. Because faith was birthed right before it came. You closer. You closer. Look what it says. Now I'm going to show you these. You know these, but you got to see this. You know this. He said, don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. This is one of the tools. That's 2 Corinthians 2.11, guys. Just write that down if you note takers, right? 2 Corinthians 2.11, he said, dude, don't you be ignorant of this joker. This dude ain't a fool now. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I just said when I said that? This guy's not stupid you're fighting. He's smart. He's calculated. It said he was more, more deceptive than all the creatures of the earth. He got the whole world. Think of this, right? You see this world? What does everybody say? What does everybody say? I don't know what's going on. I do. Don't be ignorant of his devices, man. He he's working overtime, and gullible people just sitting there going, "Well, you know, it's the government." Well, you know, it's a uh, it's this. Well, you know, it's the world economy. Well, no, 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 no. This joker's controlling everything you see out there, hidden and masked behind names and faces of people who don't even know they're pawns in a the game. There ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no mystery in my mind, so just stay there and stay clean. That's why it's important to understand 1 Peter 5.8, right? Now, you all know 1 Peter 5.8, you know what it says. As a roaring lion, be sober and be vigilant. But why don't you see something here? Now, that sounds cute, right? In verse 8, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, seeketh whom he what? He's walking about trying to destroy people. Why? Why? Because that's what he does. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same, you better hear this, please. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by the brotherhood in the world. What's that mean? We're all going through the same stuff. But what? May the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ after you suffered a while. Nobody wants to hear that. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle of you. Now let's look at this and let's look at this in the passion. 1 Peter 5:8. It's going to read a little easier for some of you guys that didn't want to absorb the back end. Come on. He's going to help you, but you got to work with him. Be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil, Rome's abound incessantly like a roaring lion looking for prey to devour. He's a pain. That's why Paul called it a buffer. It was buffeting me. Messenger, buff, blow after blow. Pain. He's a pain. Take a divisive stand against him and resist every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Can you see that? So here's the problem number one. If you think it's God, you ain't going to stand against the enemy. You gotta understand who your enemy is. This, this, why, why, where is this fiery child? Devil. Where's this obstacle? Devil. Where's this thing? Devil, devil. Don't, don't give me none of this. Where well, they told, remember, to brother, brother Norval, Brother Norval, I think you think there's a devil behind every tree. He said, I think there's two. Why? Because the enemy's working overtime. Can you understand it? Now watch verse 9 and 10. Take a divisive stand against him. And resist every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. Do you see it? Well, it's only for the people out of the will of God go through this. He said the body of believers goes through this. Isn't this good? Oh my God, I thought there was something wrong with me, Pastor Chris. No, there's probably tons of stuff wrong with you, but it's not your faith. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Oh, I feel so good. You know what I'm saying. Like, it's like, oh my God, why do I got a trial? You got faith. Why do I got a pressure? You got faith. Why do I got this? You got faith. Why do I, I got faith. Why the marriage? I got faith. Why the kid? I got faith. You 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 got beliefs. You got a dream. You got a purpose. Now, here is, here's the funniest part of the scripture. I watched the guy skip over this one time. He made me laugh. It was so funny. He's like, I don't even want to read it. And he was preaching and he didn't read it. And then, now you better look at 10. 10 is the therapy. And then after your brief suffering, everybody say brief. But you're going to suffer. Why? Because you're not going to get to do what you want to do. The suffering is not like you're getting punched in the head. You're not going to get to say anything different than what God says. You're going to suffer in the flesh, not the sin. Ooh, that is so good. Oh, Oh, my God, if the world knew that, right? Like, brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly into place and build you up. Is that not good? So just jot this down. What do I got to do? I'm going to have to commit myself to God during the battle. Just write it down. I'm going to be totally committed to God. When the next time one of these trials come up, one of these things, oh, my God, Jesus even said it. Remember in Matthew 26, don't go there. He said, man, I don't want to drink this cup. I don't want to do this. But not my will, thine will be done. If I got to face it, let me face it. Let me get ready to kick this thing and let me get ready to be an overcomer. So what I'm going to have to do is not do what I want to do, not get what I want to get, but I'm going to have to do what you asked me to do because until I understand this is the right road of passage to the promises of God, I might think I'm on the wrong road. Now I know. But I want to leave you at this point. I want to ask you a question. Was Paul's thorn in his flesh because of a weakness? No. Paul's thorn in the flesh showed up because he was getting strong. Because he was getting revelation from God. So question. What gets the enemy's attention to show up in my life? Maybe you better start giving yourself a whole lot more credit because maybe you're starting to learn something. And the minute you start learning some of these truths about the revelation of God, the mysteries of the kingdom, the healing, the delivering, the family restoration, the goodness of God, the blessed life, the best life, you all of a sudden pop up on the enemy's radar. It's like they're starting to get a little bit too knowledgeable about the things of God. Maybe if we bring a little pressure They'll stop pursuing him. Next time you see pressure show up, sound an alarm. It's not a problem. It's a promotion. Pass the test of faith and receive the victory in every battle of life, and your life is going to take on a whole new meaning. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for these guys. They're going to be pressure tested by life. They're going to be pressure tested by problems. They're going to be pressure tested by circumstances. And they're going to be pressure tested by situations. But if we can hold on to our faith and hold on to the victory you've already given us on Calvary 2,000 years ago, I promise you we can change our life forever. Father, I thank you for encouraging them and strengthening them, giving them hope. And I pray, God, the next time they enter into a battle season, they are going to know that they are the victorious one. Give them the strength. Give them the mercy and give them the grace for victory and every single life obstacle they face. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord, guys. I'm so excited. Don't forget, this Saturday is Outreach Saturday. We're going to be meeting in locations. That's why on the screen, click the link, find out more. If you don't know what's going on, We are going out this Saturday in multiple places all throughout the community to hand out the flyers so people will know. We've got some postcards, the great postcards. we got them ready so people could come to our Christmas service, and that's going to be in a week from now. On that Sunday morning, it's going to be powerful. More details are out there, so go to RelevantFL.org. Right, You know how to get there. Find out. Stay updated. Get the notifications, and download the Chris Sarno Ministries app because we're going to have a ton of content. If you don't have it, you've got to get it today, right now. Take out your Phone. Chris Sarno Ministries, get it? Android, Apple, get it on your phone. We're getting ready to focus at 2022. Come on, somebody! I know I can't. even Can you believe this thing? It's crazy. Like 2022, I'm thinking like, oh my god, what am I talking about? Transformation 22. We are talking about pressing into this year stronger than any other year, and I got the momentum going already. We're gonna coach you all throughout this year. 2022 is gonna be the best year of your life, but you got to make a decision to change. I'm going to help you over the next couple weeks to get ready for this, but we need you thinking about this today. So get the app. We're going to get you ready to make this. Listen, this year will be like every other year if you don't change what you're doing. We are going to help you, come alongside you, coach you, and encourage you each and every day to get better and stronger to live your best life now. I promise you it's going to be a great year. I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.